There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Good evening and welcome to an FA Cup special of the Baradian Cook following the, uh, uh, the West Ham game. Uh, I'm joined by Carl. How are we doing, Carl? I'm all right, yeah. Not too bad. Excellent. So, uh, without further ado, we'll get straight into it. But first, we've just got a bit of an intro for you. And just as a follow-up, we've just got a little something that you might recognise. We're in London. That's the fucking difference. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think pretty much sums it up. I mean, we could just about end it there, really. <laughs> that sums yeah, up yeah, today, well, doesn't it? Yeah, if, if you were looking for a brief summary of how the day went, that's it. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. That's it. Yeah. Nail on the head. Um, I mean, I, I, I come to you first, Carl, before I, before I share my thoughts. Um, how are you feeling after that one? I'm feeling like I, I'm feeling a lot more positive about next weekend, knowing that we've got maybe a couple of players back. Uh, because I thought that West Ham team was a very strong West Ham team in the first half, uh, or throughout basically, whenever they brought players yeah. on, really. Like, but uh, they were shocking. They struggled to yeah. lose 2 0. Yeah, um, I, I, I think you're right on that. And it was a strong side. There were rumours beforehand that um, some of the players that played weren't going to be and, and, and they were there. It was a strong team they put out. They took it seriously, didn't they? Yeah, well, they, they, there was that rumour about Suchek uh, being out. Yeah. Uh, and, and sure, lo and behold, he plays. Like, But to be fair to David Moyes, he did say he, he put out the team. He put out because he respects the way we play and regardless of who we have in our team, there's always that potential there for us to play the way everyone has seen us play over the last three years you know um yeah. so you got to give him big respect for that like because he, he wasn't messing around like i don't think he'd uh I, I i think 
regardless of who we played today, he was always going to play out a good team because he's he's mentioned in the press recently that you know he, he looks at Bielsa and he admires him quite a bit. So if you admire someone, you show them the respect that they deserve as well, and vice versa, and put out the strongest team that he felt he he, he could get away with. Yeah, so um, I'm going to ask you the sticky questions first, and we'll get the shite out of the way, and then we'll we'll see if we can pull out the positive. So, uh, refereeing performance, you know, we've got to talk about. It. We can't get away from it. Uh, so we'll start off with um, with their goal, the first one. Well, yeah, that <laughs> the, 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 the the initial goal, um, uh, and and the uh, the offside that never was. What were you take? Initially, uh, I. Initially, I thought maybe Antonio was offside, but then looking at the replay, it, it was clearly Bowen that was offside. So, Well, it was both of them that were offside. They, they, they both were both of them were offside Bowen position. Further forward for the obvious offside. And and just, the, I don't know how they looked at it. like Because even if they say that like Lanzini got another touch on it and put it on to Medley, and then that brought in the second phase of play, so it was okay to carry on. But Bowen still runs in Meslier's line of sight in an offside position, even if Lanzini gets that second touch. So he's technically yeah. offside twice. So I don't Agreed. understand where the fuck they've got this decision where it's like, no, nah, he's 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 not interfering with play. He he runs in the line of sight of a keeper. It's not even that. The, it's not know, even that. Just I think for you know the line of sight piece is always a little bit um, one way or another. He's challenging for the ball. He's trying yeah. to get to the ball, and that makes him active. Yeah. yeah. So regardless of you know line of sight, and regardless of he doesn't even need to get a touch on the ball. He 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 becomes active when he's involving himself in play, and by trying to get to the ball, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I think uh, I put a screenshot. Someone uh, posted it on Twitter, but I put a screenshot in the group where he's. You can literally look at him, and his eyes are on the ball, going for the ball, and you're you're like, yeah. how, how do you look at that still frame and still call it onside? Like it's again, <laughs> like the the opening thing you put up a Warnock there, so it's fucking yeah. London, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, exactly that. You know, um, somebody uh, I, I watched it in the pub, and somebody turned to me and said. Um, would that be given against Liverpool? Absolutely no chance. No chance do kidding. Liverpool come on the wrong side of that decision. And oh. because you know that that's the fact, and uh, on, the, on the way back, um, I was listening to Radio Leeds and, and uh, Simon Walton was their, their guest today. Um, and uh, and so um, I heard him at half-time and I heard him at full-time. And at half-time, he was absolutely spitting feathers. He really was. Um, and, and then uh, at full time, it, it was very much a not only do refs really, really, really need to be accountable for their decision making. You know, if you've got a, um, a, a player that's regularly making poor decisions, poor decision making on the pitch means you get dropped. Yeah. Poor decision making from a coach, from the manager, uh, means that they lose their job. You know, it's a cutthroat um, uh, yeah. business at, at, at that level, they lose their job. If a referee continually makes poor decisions, bearing in mind we're not even talking about. Uh, the referee and 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 the the linesman here, or the assistant referees, whatever they are now, it, where where actually there was always that thing of they can't see everything, they can't get it right all of the time. They only see it yeah. when it happens, and they see it live, and calls get made wrong. And yes, there's a frustration there in that you know that it were one way and not the other, and and the, the replays show that it's even worse when it goes to VAR. And it's so immediately obvious. And even the commentary, like yeah. the commentators do not typically like Leeds. And the commentary team was saying, 
yeah, I mean, it's blatant, blatantly offside. This is not going to be given. Going to be back to oh, it's been given, <laughs> and it was like that. Um, so it, it, it beggars belief. Like we, we, we've discussed VAR on the main pod on many an occasion. Like, and I I made the joke with Adam there on the Brady and Coke after the Burnley game that we need to bring in referees from different countries. We need to like have a, a an international referee swap where you bring in you know referees from France to ref Premier League games because they've no allegiance to any football team. There's no bullshit. They come in and you know I know it's, a, it, 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 it is just a you know pie in the sky idea. Like, but the way their standard is at the moment, and they're looking at video and they're clearly looking at the same thing we're looking at. And we <laughs> yeah. can see it, and they can't. It just makes them redundant now at this stage. Like it, it, it does, and I think the the. Uh... I think Gilly might be gone. I'm not sure if it's me or him, uh, but I'm sure we'll get him back in a in a moment. Um, you know, there's a good chance it could be me. I it was me. Am I back? Oh shit! Right. Okay. <laughs> it was sure. me. It was me. <laughs> no, um, no the, the, the point. Yeah, no. The, the point <laughs> that he made was um, actually you've got referees that are judging referees, and they're always going to side with whatever the referee did. So what's the point in having the VAR? So it, it's almost. Yeah. Uh, you have people that have been in the game and it's not digging out the refs, actually. It's making sure we're getting the right decisions. And you, I, I don't know how, how often you've been able to see ref watch, but when they're on Sky and when they're on BT after the games or during the games and they're asked for their input, invariably they come back and say, yeah, I can see why he's made that decision. And they won't say that he got it wrong, even though they're not active refs anymore. Now, I don't know if you saw Halsey uh, on Twitter, uh, I, but I, he's... Just, he's yeah. he, Right. He, he, I think he was the former head of the PGMLL. Not not just an ex-ref, wasn't he? He was a former yeah. head. Um, and, and he's come out and said it's offside. It's um, offside, like. <laughs> yeah, so if, if, if what you've got is referees that are judging referees and effectively marking their own homework so that it's not coming across as the referees are regularly getting it wrong when we can see that they are and we know that they are, yeah. what, what's the point in VAR being there? If that if that if that's the outcome, because if you have so you know he, he said I've played football, I know for a fact he's going for that ball, or hundred percent I can see that he's going for that ball. There is no yeah. outcome that I can see that he's not going for that ball, and therefore he's active, and therefore he's offside. So what you should have there is ex players that know the movements and know what that player is mm. uh, intending on doing, and, and and therefore what you don't have is referees that are still active referees that don't want to be in a position where that's their colleague. Yeah. And I, I understand that from a human level. I understand if you're judging somebody that's your peer and saying you've made a mistake there, that that's quite a difficult situation for the VAR. Yeah. And I've never thought of it that way before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right. like I like it. It's afraid that they're afraid to throw them under the bus, yeah. essentially. Like, and, and But they also know that at some point in the future, the boot will be on the other yeah. foot and that ref will be yeah. doing the VAR for them. And, and you know, that, that that's a dynamic that I'd not really considered before. Well, in saying that, right, so what you've just said there is like that the boot's going to be on the other foot at some point. Why doesn't that make them better then? Why, like, you know, that's it, a poor ref performance and they get sent to the same. <laughs> I don't think we're quite saying that. <laughs> no, well, you know what I mean. Like, with the even in yes, whopping over in the top leagues. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it, it's a fair thing. And I think um, having. Um, 
experienced professional referees coming in from a different league to, 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 to do ours and then we send ours to, to do theirs. You know, I, I get where you're coming from on that. And I think, um, as you say, the, the, the bias to a team, even if it's unconscious bias, it mm. still exists. Oh, you know, of course. If, if I ever refed a game in which the scum were playing, I would find against them in every single 50 50 because I want them to lose. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not something where I'd be thinking, right, okay, I've got to make a decision about it because I don't like them. It would be a case of there's always somebody to support when the scum are playing. I wouldn't be intentionally being biased, but there would be bias there because I hate them fuckers. Yeah. So, you know, you're in that position where um, do you get to being at the top level in football, uh, regardless whether you're playing or, or refing or, or, or whatever you're doing in the game, not, not, not as a businessman, but actually in the game, yeah. Without loving football, do you get there? Do you get to the top without loving it? And therefore, if you if you love it, you've always got an affinity to a, a team. Surely, yeah, that's what gets yeah. you into it. Well, like you're not going to tr strive to be at the top of the game for, as as far as referees are concerned if you don't love football yeah. at, at the beginning, like because you're not going yeah. to go out every week and take that abuse from the lower <laughs> exactly right. where you want to go to. Like, yeah. if you can't play, you're going to ref or you're going to coach. They're the two ways you go about it and yeah you're right if it, that there has to be some affinity towards other teams there regardless of who they support because you know this is it like but you see the likes of the Chelsea players surrounding the referee at yeah. Stamford Bridge that time but we're the ones that get fined in and the same like, game in the same game it's like you can't that, that that's the thing like they do favor bigger teams but you, you get other clubs then online going oh you're only saying it and whining because of this decision but the decisions are far more regular than they aren't, you know. So yeah. everyone's going to come to that conclusion at some point, like. But you know, I, I, their their job is hard enough. But I think they should be with decisions like today. I think at least the VAR referee should have come down, explained his decision, and and you know, put everyone at ease. Going, well, this is what I thought because they're not account they're not held accountable. And I know we're yeah. meant to be talking about the game and all that, but it is a pivotal part in the game. Oh, absolutely, it, it, absolutely. It, it, I mean, we, yeah. we're still on that first decision as well, and there's another one yeah. to come yet. Well, this is the thing, um, yeah. You know, so I, I just just saying, even in Bremner's go, so um, just just his input is even in gents, robbed again, not bothered though, five games uh, less to risk injuries. And, and, and you know, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, just to come on to the next element, because, you know, we've been on it over 10 minutes already, <laughs> just about, but, but, you know, the handball incident as well. You've got somebody doing the funky chicken and it's not mm -hmm. given. And it's like, how can that not be in an unnatural position? And it, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, on, it's on his bicep, yeah. um, but he's leant towards it with his arm raised and his elbow out. Yeah. There, there is no way in this world that's not a handball. Unless he's playing I'm a little teapot, <laughs> his arm ain't going to be in that fucking position. Let's be yeah. honest. Like, yeah. So, and it strikes the arm. Because yeah. uh, uh, at one point, the, the, um, uh, I, I don't know who it was. I, I don't think it was Pope. I think it was the guy that was actually running the Radio Leeds show, and I can't remember his name now. He's, he's just escaped him. But at one point, he said, um, on a caller just after the, the, um, the game had finished, he said well, it did strike him quite high on the arm. Now, I know that there's this T-shirt thing, but that struck him on the arm lower than uh, Bamford's offside. So, you know, yes. it's that consistency again. <laughs> Are they going like? Yeah, it's that consistency again that's just entirely lacking. And I think, um, so you know, frustrating. Mm. I think you know, my take on it was actually, I don't, I don't really mind being in the position where we've been beaten, 
if we haven't been shown up. Um, because it is, you know, it is a, a, at least one more game that we could really do without having. Yeah, we don't need that. You know, the income that I think it's Kidderminster uh, that West Ham have got in the next round now. Um, you know, the income that they'll get from that—that's massive for Kidderminster. You'd rather them go. We don't care. Them. Yeah, yeah. We we don't care. You know, uh, we could play against anybody, and it's not going to benefit us enough to warrant playing an extra game. So I'm okay with us not having won. It just leaves a bitter taste in the mouth in the manner of def- defeat. Um, if you think that, they, that, that that their first goal shouldn't have stood, we should have had a penalty, which you don't definitely score, but Rafinha's good at it. Yeah. Um, and, and then you've got um, a, a goal that scored from a breakaway, whereas we wouldn't have overcommitted with Melier going up and, and all of that stuff. Um, we wouldn't have overcommitted had we not been in that position. So the context of the game is important for their breakaway goal for the second goal anyway. Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, but enough time on that. We draw a line under that. I'm still pissed off about it. But let's just, focus just, on the... Go on. Yeah, well, yeah. One thing, just before we finish on that, if you can be offside when you're, when, you're, when you're running towards goal with that part of your body, it's a fucking penalty then. Because yes. if they're saying you're offside with that part of your body, then they're saying you can score with that part of your body. If yes. he clears it with that part of his body, then that's handball. Yes. 100% accurate. Does no, it's, I, I, that's, no, it's fact. If you can be offside with it, you can score a goal with it. Yeah. So that's a handball because yes. it's hit him there. Simple yes. as that. Like, so, so anyway. yeah, no, oh, yeah. It, 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 it's wrong. So um, hmm. the, 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 um, if we come away from that and look more towards the positives, so yeah. we want to talk about the young players first. So we started Hilda um, and Bate and Greenwood and we saw um, Somerville come in uh, and Drama come in as well. Um, so, from a, from a perspective of the under-23s, we were quite heavy on them today, um, owing to issues that we've got in the squad. How did you feel they went? I felt we should have left Greenwood on um, for the second half. Uh, I think the thing we're, we we did again today was we tried we took off a player and we put on a player who wasn't a replacement in that position again. And... Again, it took us five minutes to get the hang of it because there was players moving around the pitch, going out of position. But like, leave Greenwood on. He's the only recognised striker we have in the match day squad. Leave him on. Just, just leave him on. We've got a focal point with him on. If you're swapping wingers, take off wingers for wingers. I know. I, like, I understand. Like, we can't really sit here and criticise much about what Bielsa does because what the fuck do we know? But well, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you can see that if you take off a winger and you place it with a fresh winger, you can start you know running that particular channel a little bit more with fresh legs. But the team isn't disjointed because the winger has gone playing up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, I, I just feel with some of them, just leave it as it is. These are these are. I'm trying to make positives out of these now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, sorry. The centre-back held it. He was absolutely immense today. That tackle in the second half in the penalty box. Jesus Christ. I don't know Had any of our... Right, yeah, I don't think any of our centre-backs would have made that tackle. I genuinely... Uh, don't. I, well, I the actual fact... Beautiful that, exuberance. That, there was a, a a very good tackle by Cotley on there, wasn't there? Oh, it um, was, yeah. um, You know, which if he did mistimed that in any way at all, we saw, you know, uh, Johnson getting forward. Even um, Suchek... Uh, we, you know, and we know that um, uh, that Antonio's got a dive in him. They were going down really easily, and if they, yeah. if he'd have missed time that in any way, shape, or form, that's a pen because it's yeah. not 
it, it's not passed over at, at their end. That's it's a penalty change, at their yeah. end. If, 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 he, if he gets that wrong in any way at all. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that he timed it so brilliantly and then, and then just walked away with it, you know, I like that. that, yeah. that it, I mean, it always looks good when you're just striding out unchallenged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when you've done yeah. the tackle but, but but he had to get it right and he was there and he did and he didn't you know mm. what you can do at that point as a centre half is you can back off and you can back off you can hope somebody else comes in end up doubling up and, and you know the, the, you know, Bamford did it um, was it Villa when he got his hat-trick surrounded yeah. by players and none of them put a tackle in and he banged it in top corner yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know you, when you're in the Premier League often they don't need much more of a chance than that to punish mm. you so the fact that he put the challenge in that shows me, for me, that that, that, that you know, and, and I know we were talking about youth, but just all over the park, they're not scared of do, yeah. making the decisions and doing what they think is right at any given time, regardless of who it is and regardless of where they are in the pitch. And I think that that's a really important element when you're coming off what was, I mean, again, some tough sides, but it, it's been a tough run. It's been a difficult uh, uh, few weeks. And for them to be able to play with the confidence that that showed, I think is important, especially with those players coming back in. Yeah, well, like I, I like I thought Greenwood showed flashes of of real confidence where he tried that little flick in the box and yeah. he tried a there few. There were a couple of them, weren't there? Yeah, well, he could see. Like it's good that he's young and and he's he's not like you said. They're not afraid to try anything, and they're not afraid of it not coming off. They're probably told to go out there and just enjoy it as under twenty threes. And just do what you'd normally do, but in the system that we play, you know. And I, and I thought, you know, I genuinely thought he had a good first half, and I don't think he deserved to be hooked off. To be honest, I thought Bate deserved at least another fifteen anyway in the second half. Fifteen. And it is strange, anyway. isn't it? Because we changed to to half time, and I just so um, I think Bate came off for Dallas, didn't he? And then um, Greenwood for for Rafinha. Um, yeah. And and as you say, it wasn't really like for like swaps. I mean, bait, bait for Dallas, and and then Dallas ended up at um, at left back, and then at right back, and you know, quarterback <laughs> for the LA Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, um, as he's want to do. But but um, I, I do think you're right. I, I don't think that um, that Greenwood did anything wrong at all, and, and no. um, especially going up against like a centre half uh, like Dawson, who, who, who it seemed to me that he were playing on more than Diop. Um, you know, but that you know, Dawson's an experienced player and he's a big lad. I mean, all right, there were a few times he threw himself on the floor and started crying, but he's a big lad and he's an experienced player. Um, and often when you're a, a, a young man coming into a side, we've seen it before, they can play in the shells and they can look like a, uh, like, a like it's men against boys type thing. Didn't yeah. feel that at all, not at all, no, not at all. No, you're dead right. And and the fact that Bate was, was following Suchek around all yeah. game. But, well, all game, i said the first half. Followed him around. Still found a space for a little pass here and there. And, you know, he, he attempted one or two kind of balls from the, you know, the, the back end into the, the back post. Like, and, you know, it was great to see him having that little bit of confidence to to try it. Like, but, yeah. like I was saying to to Harry on uh, Twitter, it was like, it, it's, it's one thing to make your debut against, like, a lower league team in the FA Cup. But to make it against such a, like, let's be honest, that, that West Ham midfield is fairly formidable when they're playing well. They're a European side. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're in Europe this season and they're yeah. going for the Champions League. Yeah. So, for Bade to play that well, I think, up against Suchek there was, it was, it was good to see. And I think that shows a lot of promise. Like, what's he? He's like only 18 or 19 now or something. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> get him off. What a, 
he tripped himself then as well for that fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, Vlasic. free kick yeah. on the edge of the area. Yeah, there were no like, contact at all. What? And then, and then uh, the one against, uh, was it Drama or Somerville, on the edge of the box down the line. And he tripped yeah. himself like he clipped his own. Drama got booked like, for that, I think. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Anyway, look, we're looking at let's, not, let, let's yeah. not go back we're to back, back, back to rest. Right, um, so, so, yeah, I think you're right with Greenwood. Um, and I think you're right with Bate as well. And But I guess in terms of they've not done anything wrong with the deserved another 10, 15 minutes, I think it is strange to make two subs at half time. Um, mm. Just based on the number of subs, uh, well, experienced subs that we had available is, you know, what if you get injuries later on? And we saw Thurpo going off. It looked like it might yeah. have been a concussion um, or, or blurred vision. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure which it was. But, um, you know, making, making two subs at half time that you don't really... We didn't look forced into, you know, there weren't yeah. there weren't a fish out of water. Um, at the same time, we've seen Joffy's uh, time in the in the first team being drip fed to him, and maybe there's an element, you know, it, uh, there's, there's been a lot made of it, uh, and I'm not sure it's quite the masterstroke that people think it is. I think that uh, he's been rated for a long, long, long time, but the way that Foden was brought into the team at City. They had yeah, they had the shackles on him quite a lot, and they didn't yeah. start him a lot, and there were a lot of pressure. Play him, come on, play him. We know he's good enough, and and it's that um, it's that thing of um, the the pressure that they're having to deal with in the Premier League week in week out, um, and you know eight thousand fans or whatever it was away, uh, and playing in a big arena like that against you know a, a proper a proper club, um, yeah. you know. It, I get, I get what you're saying in that I, I didn't, I also didn't think that they did much wrong and, and would be unlucky to be taken off. But it might have just been looking to limit the, the yeah. pressure on them in, in in that manner. And the other thing, like going back to the phone thing you mentioned there as well, like all that pressure to you know, like even when we tried to sign up, they wouldn't let him go out on loan. Yeah. And at the moment, there's are some of our youth players that were not letting go out on loan. You know what I mean? So maybe what you're saying there about the whole Foden drip feeding. Uh, minutes on the pitch is, is probably what they're doing, you know, managing the player correctly, which, let's be honest, we haven't had a player that we can manage correctly for a very long time <laughs> from the inset up, like, you know, apart that's from it. when Calvin has come good, like, you know, and, and, and maybe that's it, like, maybe it's just a case of drip feed them, get them used to it, get them knowing the, 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 the battles that they're going to be involved in, like, you know, that was a good battle yeah. for Greenwood there today, like, it was, you know, it was, against um, and he did well. And he did very well, and so did Bate, and I thought Somerville and Drama, when they came on, I thought Somerville looked lively. If if, if Jack yeah. had been a bit more on the ball, he could have got to the line with one or two that Somerville played him in for, but look, we're, again, positives, but it just... It, yeah, it, it I think the, the only thing with that on is, um, I think he held on to it slightly too long, so when he played yeah. it to Jackie, Jackie had to check back in, otherwise he'd have been offside. And oh, that's perhaps, just... Yeah. That's just experience. What he'd done is he'd got himself into a position. He'd got himself the ball. He was in the box. He looked dangerous. And then he picked a pass. And the pass was right if it came, you know, two seconds too late. But yeah. like I say, that, that just comes with experience. That's just a balance of understanding. It's getting in a position. But the, the, the great thing about it was the next time he had an opportunity, he got on the ball and he ran the defenders again. And, and that's, that's really what you need. And if, if you, I mean, it, I, 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 I'm not I'm not equating it at all, but if you hark back to our Champions League days, yeah. um, what what we had was a fresh young squad that played without fear, you know, and and that's yeah. the one thing that O'Leary did really well is getting them out there, expressing themselves, and playing without fear, and that's yeah. what really carried us through games and through 
competitions. Um, and and I think that if 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 the if the young players coming through can really emulate that, there's definitely the talent there. You can see that there's a talent there, and you can see that they're rated. Yeah. And I think yeah, it might just be just limiting that amount of opportunity, so you're also limiting the pressure. But yeah, uh, yeah I thought I thought they played. I thought they played well. Um, they done so, themselves a lot of favors moving forward. Anyway, that's definitely yeah. something yeah. they did. And, and, and you can see that his first start. And you can see that the recruitment that the club have been doing into the under twenty threes has been mm. with this in mind. Um, yeah. I guess the one thing to say on that is we're in a really difficult spot in the transfer market now. So I know that we brought in um, uh, Alfonso, wasn't it? I, I wanted to say Fernandez, but that's not right. Um, Fernandez, I think, I think it might be there. Yeah. Somewhere along those lines, anyway. Um, and and, um, and we're in for another one from, from Barca uh, because he, I think he's only 18 and we're in for a 22-year-old from Barca that's a forward yeah. as well. But the thing is, we're bringing too many forwards and you've got Greenwood, you've got uh, Gellar and then you've got Bamford and you've got Rodrigo and then you've got um, Tyler, all of whom want to play there. Now, Tyler, you can potentially drop out and Rodrigo, you could potentially drop out because they play slightly further back. Yeah. But then you've got others coming through like Dean and, and, and Greenwood and so on. And you limit their opportunities if you buy in more yeah. first-team players. So there, there, is a, there is a difficult balance. We're in a difficult position at the moment in terms of squad and, and, and available players. But how, how often are we going to be in this position where you've got four of your first-team strikers out? It, 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 it's it's, un, it's, it's unusual. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, there's, there's very little, very little uh, teams that you'll see where their four main strikers yeah. are, are currently out injured like that's that's a once and once off like but yeah we seem to manage it um, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think it's called i think it's still called doing the leads is it so <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah yeah well we'll have to wait and see what happens there but i think yeah yeah so um just um coming coming around to it then so i'm going to put you on the spot and ask you who you think your man of the match was um That's a tough one, like, it's like, like, I don't think there was many standout performances, but I thought Helder played very well for his first start at centre-back, yeah. very accomplished, got to, what, 75 minutes before he got taken off, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, clicky, he was good today, had a few stray passes here and there, but... Again, I'm sure if you check the stats, he's probably right up there with passes forward and, and chances in the box created and stuff like that again as well, you know. so He actually had some pelters through the week and, and it was only mm. after the game. Because anonymous is the wrong word, but it was one of those where, because, you know, we talked about watching him before. If you watch him, you see the game. But if, if, yeah. if you watch the game, you don't really notice him. Um, it was only afterwards I realised that he'd broken the record for the number of goal-scoring chances created under Bielsa since Bielsa joined Leeds in, in one game. Seven, yeah. seven yeah. goal-scoring chances. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you, you know, I think, uh, I think you're right um, in that he seemed to be involved in a lot today. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, and, um, another one, potentially, uh, Cock. Uh, he was playing in that Calvin role today and I thought he looked far more assured in that position today than he has ever done. I thought he was solid there today. Could do with maybe getting the ball forward a little bit quicker. He tended to kind of win the ball and then maybe look 
not so far forward as, as Calvin would, but we can't expect every player to sit in there if he does the same job, but without the forward yeah. passing and we can still build then happy days. But I thought his performance in there today was was the best we've seen from him in that position. Like last week yeah. at centre-back, absolutely, he was a monster yeah, against uh, Chris Wood. Like, so, you know, you can't take that away, but it, that was like you have three players there straight away now that, I, that are in contention. So... I don't know who, who 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 do you think? Like I I I I probably give it to to Helda myself. Just going on the fact that he's eighteen and first start and big game against Antonio and Lanzini yeah. up front and stuff. But that'd be me. What do you think yourself? Um, it's a bit of a, a cliche, um, but I didn't think Melia did much wrong. I think he commanded his box well. Um, I, you know, the, it, there's no hint of the Kikos anymore. Um, you know, when he's coming out to collect the ball, you know that he's going to take the ball and he's just going to catch it. There were a couple of times that he felt that he needed to punch. So he had, uh, uh, there were one in particular when he had Antonio Antucek in front of him, came out and punched, cleared the box, no problem at all. I don't, I don't get them butterflies that I, that for the last 15 years before Melia started playing for us that that I had when a keeper's coming for the ball. Um, yeah. You just you just know that he's going to take it, and and that that. That in itself relieves so much pressure on the defence. It really, really makes a difference if you know. And and also, the other side to it is, he's not rushing out in the way that he, he, he did when he first came in because it almost was a, I'm coming in as a younger version of Kiko yeah. um, w- without all of the other stuff going on with it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was almost, you know, it, it, it was almost like he was, he was being asked to play in a certain way and he was watching how Kiko played and, and thinking, I'm going to do that but better. Yeah. Whereas he's now more reserved, he comes out when he needs to, but that decision making seems to have improved as well. And I think you know, sweeper keeper's not not quite what you'd call him as now. But when he first came into the team, it was, you know, he was out of the box quite a bit. Um, so for me, I think you know, could he have taken the ball for their first goal? Yes, but then he was dealing with an offside player, um, and, and you know, there were two people challenging him for the ball while they're on the floor, and and so. I think he was a bit unlucky with that. Um, the second goal, it's really hard to be critical of him. Um, uh, you know, it, the, the way that... I, I, I get where you're coming from, Michelle. It, it, it was his debut. He it, it, it was... Um, I think he probably played the longest out of the under-23s uh, that were on the pitch today, didn't he? Because uh, yeah. Bate went off at half-time. Dramio came off partway through... I came on half, partway through the second half. Somerville did too. Um, so yeah, I think I, I get where you're coming from on Helder, and I probably put Melier slightly ahead of him. Right, yeah, no, I get that, yeah, because even last week against Burnley, you could see Melier is proper command in that box at the yeah. moment. Like he's he's making that box. Like if you're in his box now at this stage, you're getting cleaned out. He did it with Fur yeah. today. He didn't give a shit. He's like, that's my ball, and he and that's his picking, job. Yeah, but he's yeah. picking the right moments, like you said, to do it, and and yeah. Yeah, I could see how you'd say him as well. Like he, there, there was a few punches today where they they were clearing the box, no bother at all. Like and just yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but I'd I'd still give it to to Helder myself, just on the basis of young lad, be good to kind of get a vote of confidence like that uh, amongst your peers and stuff like that, and 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 get the the like because it's hard to keep a clean sheet, you know. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Team like that as well, like you know and. Even Cresswell, like we'd have given him man of the match against Antonio as well when they played at Elm Road, like so. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and you know, we're going to touch on that as well. Is is Cooper's out? Um, Lorente is unable to play next week. Cresswell's injured, and and you're looking at the line. Cox come back in, but then we know Calvin there, and you're thinking we, we really don't want Alien playing at centre back. But now yeah. you're in a position where you, you're not thinking like that because you don't need Alien to play at centre back because you're in that position where Kelder can, and, and you, you're thinking that's fine. You know, he's already proved that he can play against them. Yeah. And their team's not going to change much. No. You know, they had Bowen on, they had Antonio on, they had Suchek on. Um, Vlasic uh, might not start, but, but you know, he's played against pretty much their first team and, and, and done well against them. But that's the thing, yeah. And, and, and like, our starting 11 is going to be a little bit strong because you're going to have Dallas from the start, you're going to have Rafinha from the start, you're going to have a few others from the start as well. So once you have them from the start, like those chances that we could have put away in the first half, you know, that they, they could be finished off. You know, you don't yeah. know, like you know, what the player, different players we have on the pitch. So, I, I still think Ailing will play centre back on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're wrong. At least we know he doesn't have to, though. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have to play that. Yeah. We, we uh, we've got the now, option. It, yeah, it was like a dress rehearsal today because it's the FA Cup, and if we lose, yeah. we're only out of the FA Cup. It doesn't affect us in the league. So it was kind of like a dress rehearsal to see how we'd get on next week, perhaps. I hope he yeah. does on that performance today. I really hope he does. But yeah, and 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 the, the uh, I guess the other dynamic of it is with Shaq injured and with Phillips injured, and uh, we, we've got Farshaw that didn't start today that can play the Calvin Phillips role. Although he's been playing a little bit further forward, hasn't he, with, with yeah. others playing the, the Phillips role. So we do have him to come in, um, and Dallas alongside him maybe with click in front of them or something along those lines, and it makes us more solid as a team anyway. Um, but but you're right that Cock played well, and it's a shame that he's going to have to drop back into the centre back position next next week because yeah. he did well there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one week he actually did quite yeah. well. And we could have maybe pushed Forshaw a little bit further forward. In, yeah, in the game yeah, and in effect, Forshaw comes in to replace Bait instead of uh, instead of playing where well, Cock played today. But I, I, you know, I I think Bait did did nothing wrong. But I think when it comes to the league. You you start Farshaw and you start Dallas in centre mid and, yeah. and there's no two ways about it. That's that that's going to happen. Yeah. I hope Erling starts at right back because he's so important to us getting forward. And like we lose a lot of like we saw today, even though he was playing a little bit in the centre as well. We saw him getting forward down the wing quite a bit as well, and and you can see the influence he has because he drives players on once they see him ploughing down the wing. They know yeah. I, I gotta get my fucking skates on here because yeah, if, if I don't get forward, then I'm I'm gonna get shit for not receiving the pass that he is going to play. And it, it like you said, takes a massive element out of our game of failing isn't playing at right back. And yeah. that's uh, that's why I kind of hope that Cock, even though he has to be moved back, at least he's in his natural position, and he's beside another centre back. <laughs> so agreed. Her, agreed. If Arpo's okay and Ailing's at right back, then we actually have a back four again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, for the second week in a row, we have a back four. I mean, but, that, that's you know. amazing, isn't it? How long has it been since we had that? I love cool. small mercies, man. That's it. Like, that, that's it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, on that positive. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm done there. Um, I don't yeah. want to focus anymore. We talked about the positives. We talked about the shite bit. Um, but um, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I was worried about these games because they're a good side. And now I'm not so worried about the league game because you, you're right. We're going to start stronger next, a stronger team next week, and they can't improve much. They don't have much more to put in. So you know that that that's I think that's the biggest positive to take from it is we know that we can challenge them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unless there's anything else, 
No, I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think just that's we have a lot to look forward to next week, and and I think it's a very positive day regardless of the result, considering yeah. the under twenty threes. Absolutely. In. So yeah, I'm happy. Cool. Right, well, thank you very much for joining me, Carl, and thank you very much, everybody that joined and listened and watched and and, and whatever else, and uh, we'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.